Thank you for joining us on this special addendum episode of the Comics Pals. We are going to talk about Fearscape and Heroes in Crisis. Uh, Fearscape number five, I believe. And Heroes in Crisis number eight. Both of these books came out this week on this same week as Endgame. And that is just way too much content for our main show. It's long enough. So we thought we'd split them out and talk about those books here instead um, because we love these books, sort of, and want to, you know, give you guys our review. So, we're going to start with Heroes in Crisis. Fearscape is on its last issue. We'll start with Heroes in Crisis. Fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Tom King, Clayman, they delivered on answering the questions... Is this not Mr. Odds? I thought it was Clay. I thought he he said. Uh, I saw on Twitter he said uh, that Mitch, this was his. Last. No, this is this is Mitch. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Oh, I'm bugging out. Okay. He must be. He must be finishing up nine. Oh, maybe so. I. Sorry about that. All right. Well, Mitch Gerards and uh, Tom King. So we know everything. Yep. And uh, boy. So, Fearscape number five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, this one was... The one nice thing I can say about it is that it was brisk. It gave me lots of time to read Fearscape. Dude, I was, talk- I was talking to Sean last night, and he read this shit in ten minutes. Was yeah, it really I, ten? I yeah. thought it was less. Sean, Sean said... Hold on, I gotta read uh, Heroes in Crisis, and then he came back and he said, "All right, so I just read Heroes in Crisis, and I literally <laughs> timed it." <laughs> I think last week it would surprise me if this book gave us this much information or revealed all of it to us, and it did. I and I think I think specifically because the last issue was right, the one exactly. that we had been told gets oh we get such an info dump. Mm-hmm. That's that, what it this is. was an true. info dump. It's but- just. It's just the fuck. I don't have the <laughs> I don't have the energy for this, guys. So it's so lazy in any mystery or horror story where it's like, or even a comic book where it's just like exposition. This was the motive all along. For an issue, or an episode, or whatever, the, or for a third, or for an act of a movie, or for a fucking chapter of a book. It doesn't matter. It's hackneyed. It's not good. And the reality is, this is one of the worst books I've ever read in my life. Not just issue eight, but Heroes in Crisis. Damn. This is one of the absolute worst books I've ever read. And this is, this reminds me of Cry of Justice by, <laughs> yeah. It, it's the same shit. It's just this... It's fucking grief porn. Yeah. 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 That's a great way to put it. And that's not... Like... I, I, it, and you know the thing is? When it's a monthly book and you're reading it every goddamn month, you feel like you're giving labor to... You're giving birth to something you don't even want to give birth to. The thing is, though, like, I, I you're totally right, but it's not even good grief porn. Because, like, 
There are like certain series where like that's what it is, you know, where it's just negative and it's it makes you feel like shit. But like it's it's just not even it's not even good or thoughtful about anything. Like it's it's so like it's that and worse. It has nothing you know? like, it has nothing meaningful to say and the stuff that it tries to say, it tries to say in a meaningful way and it fails miserably at it. I think that's the worst thing is it does have things to say. It just doesn't say them well. It, it says them clearly, guys, clearly. And I'm going to I'm going to quote here, okay? Oh, Wait, thank God. Is that it? Yeah. I guess that's it. <laughs> Marco, that's such a succinct way to summarize the series, man. That's what I thought. Yeah. Thank Fair you. Fair number five. <laughs> no, no, but but not to be all negative. Uh, I know I complained about Mistrad's art in one of the uh, the last issues, and I think here he does a, he does a better job at it. Um, so I do want to commend him because uh, the compared to what he did last issue, I think it was last issue, right? Yeah, I think that was uh, one where he drew six. the the with the wonky leg. Yeah, that you yeah. Called out. yeah. So uh, I appreciated this. This was uh, much better. Yeah, I mean he's he's really great. Yeah, I yeah I really like his wall his Wally West for whatever that's worth. Yeah, <laughs> which like ugh, so something I guess. So so question right. He, or, or no, no, he he reads all the information of everybody, and because of all that, he goes crazy, unleashes this energy, kills everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes it so that it frames both Harley and Booster. He goes back in time after he frames both Booster and Harley to then kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> what is there a question? I don't or know. Is that the question? The <laughs> question is why. Well, okay. So my, I guess my thinking is, he's seen all this stuff and he knows he's gonna do it. So maybe that compounded on, on top of all everything he's already feeling. He does. He's not gonna put himself through all of that. That's funny, Kale, because I think Tom King saw all this and saw what he was going to do and this raises the same question so why do it? Why do the book? I really really liked this issue. No. Uh, Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. You fucking worked me you asshole. (laughs) You faked me out. (laughs) Sean I was going to be uh, hold on I'm I'm still emotionally you were going to really get me there. I would have, <laughs> I would have not like I would have like no like just no <laughs> Marco just goes off <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about you liked heroes in crisis number eight I really haven't ever had that moment on the show really really before where it's like you know I like something that everybody else hates um, and it's not gonna happen today but I, I, what I did like, though, what I was going to say was I actually liked maybe the first few pages. I, I liked what Wally was saying, and it really um, was was resonating with me in a lot of ways. The idea that when you when you are when you go through loss, when you deal with something really majorly bad, what people tell you is. 
well, it's okay because everybody else is going through it too. And how that's a cop-out thing to say because in reality, they may be going through something, but they're not you. So their experience with grief and pain is not the same as yours. And it doesn't, they didn't lose who you lost. So it's just different. And I liked where that was going. And I thought, all right, Wally's in pain. He, you know, ran away. And when he came back, everybody was dead. That's what I thought. I thought he ran away. He comes back. Everybody's dead. Oh, my God. What the hell? And he's been trying to figure it out on his own somehow. The idea then that Wally actually is the person who killed everybody and that he manipulated the crime scene to make it look like other people did it because he didn't want to deal with the fact that he did it, even though he was going to kill himself anyway, and he was going to tell on himself anyway, is so stupid that I can't believe that a major comics publisher in 2019 agreed to let this happen. I cannot believe that this was allowed to be printed. I honestly can't. I don't like being that negative. I really respect the hell out of Tom King. I truly do. I think he's a tremendous creator. This is unbelievably dumb. I, I, I That's the thing I'm so surprised about. Is like, I can't believe that this is so bad considering how much I like almost everything else he's ever done. He's your boy. And this is just, it's just so sloppy and, and even just taking the sloppy execution out of it, Sean's right that just the idea on its face is, it's bad. It's just bad. I even, I even, like, I could, I could even get behind the speed force as a weapon and I'm, you know, that needs to sort of be held in check. Sure, sure. And I'm pretty sure they've... Uh, done a lot with that before this um but yeah this is just and i think i think had it been framed differently this this story would have worked out really well but this is it's just like wow it's just a disappointment it's really just a disappointment so he does all this he does all this and he does all the things that, that Sean laid out. And he specifically says, um, I spent my life working with the greatest crime scene inspector of all time. I knew what clues to leave. I knew exactly what assumptions buried make. Hold on one second. You had the state of mind to invoke the name of Barry Allen, your God-given mentor. And you didn't go, hold on. This isn't what Barry would do. Which you have done your entire life. Thank you. It's Go a- off, King. Go off, King. Drag him. It's just like this This relationship is just short of Batman and Robin. Like if you know comic books, you know the Flash and Kid Flash. And this is wild. This is so just wildly out of character. Also, there's something even bigger than all of this. That we haven't even talked about. An ep- a more epic fail than even what's on the printed page. And it's the fact that when this was first solicited, 
Tom King explicitly said that this book was an analog for mass shootings. That something deliberate took place that ruined the sanctity of sanctuary. This was not a deliberate act. This was something that happened by mistake. He lost control of his powers. That means that Wally West at first is not at fault. We can all agree with that. He was he didn't choose this to happen. What he did after that makes him worse than a villain in my mind. Well, but now, but now he didn't have to be. This could have gone down a completely this whole thing could have been avoided if Wally West acted like superheroes act. If 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 Wally West acted the way Wally exactly. West acted. Right, yeah, like that's even the bigger problem. Marco, you know, it's just like it, it feels out of character, right? Like Yeah, well that's my question here. Marco, what did you say before we even started recording this morning? I don't know Wally West. I've never interacted with him in the DC universe and this felt like something dissonant to one what a hero was and then secondly to a character i don't know it felt dissonant to this character and and i have no relationship to this character it, it just feels like something overall dissonant and he is supposed to be emblematic of a hero and that is a betrayal in and of itself you, you guys remember in civil war when um speedball uh he hits nitro and nitro explodes yeah, okay. And Speedball gets blamed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speedball and that whole scenario felt so much more like an appropriate analog for a mass shooting or a terrorist event than this. And this, like, by an order of magnitude, this is way dumber. This doesn't make any sense. And it leads me to believe that at some point, Tom King was told, you can't do what you want to do. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. Because I forgot about that original solicitation, like, pitch. And this is is not that story. So, rumor is uh, that at the end of this, after this, Wally West is going to be in a Suicide Squad book written by Brian Azzarello. And my only thought about that is, hope it's worth it. Wally West it's like, can't live after this. Like, if he, st- if he doesn't die, then what the... How do you... How can you kill this many people and then cover it up on purpose and get to live after that? That's insane. I think he's going to be a villain. Like but the Suicide like... Squad isn't villains. I guess that's true. Yeah, but and then the other question is, who's going to kill him? Like, the other heroes aren't going to let Harley kill him. And then the other heroes aren't going to kill him. You're right. I guess you're right. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. But, like, remember... <laughs> We did the we did the Phoenix the Dark Phoenix. Uh, it's not out yet, so I, I won't like. Basically, th- there was a mandate, an editorial mandate, that because Phoenix killed billions of people, she could not come back 
until they could figure out a way to redeem her from that act. She wasn't even in control of herself. That was an entity that took over her body, and they still felt that way. How can you let Wally live the hope of the DC Universe? They explicitly call him that. In Rebirth, that's what he is. That's the whole point of him coming back. In this book. Yeah. In this I, book, I, I can't say. even... I, and, like, the other thing about okay, that wait, is, like... Wait. I just want to... Listeners, I tapped out, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of Heroes in Crisis? In or? general. Marco's dead. Marco's dead. Um, oh, you're done. <laughs> I think I think the thing that's most upsetting to me is... Because I don't, like, have any particular attachment to Wally. Like, I know him as a character through events and from, like, you guys, really. Um, but the idea of the hope of the DC universe, right? Like this character who's always been a good guy becoming a bad guy is like on its face, something that is always going to be unpopular, but it's unfortunate because like the loss of his family in the way he lost them is a pretty good motivation for like a, maybe like a parallax kind of situation where you take this character who is good and, and make him a real villain and make us sad about it and make that fucking work. And it's like, they did like it's like Tom King pulled the trigger on it, but it was it. But I don't think it's going to be worth it. Is the sad thing, Kale? You know, it's like I don't. It doesn't feel like it's we're we've built to a place where it's earned, and it's like oh no, it's like what the fuck? There are no bullets in the gun. Yeah, my man. He has, pulled the trigger, but there's nothing in the gun. My man had a yeah. vasectomy. <laughs> this this feels so antithetical to what rebirth set up it almost makes me like want to dig around for the dc editorial conspiracy theories to see who is actually behind this because this is wild buck i got you i got you because several months ago on this podcast we talked about how dan didio wasn't too thrilled that jeff johns took over the creative elements of dc and that when Jeff Johns left to go work more closely with the movies, Dan Didio wanted to undo what he did. So if that's the case, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that's true, but that was the rumor. If that's true, this is that. Yeah, yeah. Cause there's one thing Dan Didio hates, and I know he hates this. It's sidekicks. He's gone after Nightwing for so long. This is like this, I, I I don't know I I normally don't let myself get too angry about comic book stuff because I don't like the disparaging creators and I don't like how what it what it looks like on Twitter when people go after people all that stuff is 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 bullshit and really screwed up and I know that Tom King's been receiving death threats over this what? and that's wrong that's completely wrong Chill out, people. that's screwed up. That's not, I'm not trying to incite that. I'm not cool with that. All I'm doing is critiquing the work that's present, but I have all the respect in the world for everybody behind this book. That being yeah, dude, said. I still love Tom King. Yeah. Like, I one I'm, bad book does not a bad writer make. And not even, a, not a bad person, nothing like that. It's just stories. All that being said, and this is the last thing I want to say about this book personally. I have nothing more to say about this. I am disgusted by this and there's nothing that's going to happen in the next issue that's going to make me not feel that way in fact i'm pretty confident 
that only things can happen that will make me feel worse in the next issue. And it's not just because I love Wally. It's because I love comic books. And it's because I love superheroes. And this story basically is saying to me personally, eh, superheroes or whatever. Screw them. Yep. Yep. So, hey, listen. Superheroes can't have a happy ending. So Fear Escape number five. No no, cl- no, other closing thoughts? Everybody good? No, you summarize that shit the way it needs to be. Mark already checked oh, out. Yeah. He's already dead. All right. I'm just, I'm just honestly, the only other thing I have to say is I'm just glad it's over after next issue. I'm done with this. Yeah, what else? What more can you say? You know what? I thought of one more thing. And this isn't like me All going right. on more of a rant. It's just All something- right, let's go. Fuck it, I'm fired back up. <laughs> just, just real quick. Remember how Mitch was brought on for the fill-in issues? And if this was one of them, that leads me to believe that this wasn't always a planned issue. These are the, Yeah, these are the issues that got redone at the last minute. Didn't it get extended? It, it got extended and Mitch got put onto the book. Those issues that they that they when it, when it was initially talked about, they said those are going to be flashbacks to add more context. So that makes me wonder if this issue wasn't always planned to come out, then what does nine look like without eight? I'm really interested in that. Man, but. listen, the first seven issues are all trash. Like it would have it would have had to take. A lot of effort to make this issue not trash. Like you can, you guys can go digging for your conspiracies as much as you want, <laughs> but at the end of the fucking day, trash is trash. Well, Damn. yeah, Damn. I mean you're right, but I mean the fact of the matter is this isn't the book we were sold. Oh, well, yeah, because it was a there's a story here. Agreed. So Fearscape <laughs> number five. Yep. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> okay, okay. Just, w- one last thing, Mister Oz is pretty good, right? Yeah, like the art. The He's great. Good. Yeah, he did yeah, a great yeah, job. Yeah. yeah, we can all agree that uh, Mitch is great. Okay, Fearscape. Okay, now Fearscape number five. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 we... wait, wait! Please wait, stop wait. making me talk about it. Wait, Fearscape number five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Very good, very good, very good. I just want to talk about this book. I like this one. So, I really enjoyed Fearscape number five. I'm just going to start with that because we just were very negative and I hate that part. Yeah, you know, we uh, we really pop-offed on uh, on Hero, Heroes in Crisis. I don't get it. The the colorist or, uh, who is it? Yeah, the colorist name is Vladimir Popov. Yeah, it sure is. Oof. <laughs> nice try. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> Swing and a miss. All right, let's. Uh, so, so here fear, is a crisis. <laughs> Stop. Fearscape number five, right? Uh, this is unfortunately the end of the series for now. When we talked, for yeah, now. when we talked to Ryan, uh, he had said at the time that he wasn't sure when the book would be ending, but that they had plans for you know a while and. Um, it does seem as though the book is ending before they want it to because of some Twitter interactions that I've seen with the creators of the of the uh, book, some of the people behind the scenes. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So this issue definitely, though, does tie things up, I would say, pretty decently. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely I'm, wraps the first arc in a meaningful way. Phil hasn't been on a review for this book in a couple of issues, so I'm really curious as to what you thought about it. And uh, my man had beef with Ryan O'Sullivan. Exactly. There's heat there. But then they squashed the beef, and then now the beef's back? I don't know. Oh, it was I. It's been a saga. Just a couple. Where's <laughs> any the beef? of them? Uh, um, uh, Ryan, you're a nice guy. Uh, I, uh, I, I appreciate you. Uh, I hope you're not listening to this, but you probably are, because I know you want all the feedback in the world. Uh, not crazy about this title, my man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I appreciate what you tried to do. I feel like I'm not in the mind space right now to phrase this. Uh, I feel like you're apologizing. I feel bad for not liking it because I like Ryan. Um, um, I, 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 I think it, it kind of comes off like a guy who is still in college, who is learning a lot about writing like he's in a you know advanced placement kind of honors college kind of you know writing curriculum and a lot of the stuff that he's learning in school is applying it and it it's well intended but it comes off like kind of a mediocre thesis you know uh I I don't think the payoff at the end of five is a satisfying one. I kind of rolled my eyes at it because I was like, of course. Um, yeah, I just don't think it was particularly great. And it's very wordy. And I don't think sometimes less is more. I understand that was the intent. You, know, you have this unreliable narrator, right? I, I understand all this. But... I don't think the execution was very good. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fair. You don't um, think it was good, or you don't you don't like it? I'm sorry. I don't think it was very good. Hmm. I, I does anyone have a different feeling than that? Yeah i i, I thought it I thought it wrapped up like nicely. I and and obviously not like to dismiss your opinion, Phil. Um, no, you're fine, man. Or I'll dismiss it. That's fine. You feel free to leave. <laughs> no, I I like the way uh, it wrapped up. It sort of brought all of the the madness into one place, and that one place ended up being Henry Henry's mind. And uh, I I like that. Um, the the twists and turns here here and there, uh, especially with Henry Henry and how he was himself uh, a victim. Um, it doesn't excuse his actions, but adds to that complexity. Uh, and yeah, I thought this was solid. Um, yeah, I I agree with you up to the point of the Henry Henry twist. The what makes him a victim. I uh, agree with you, Cal. I. I feel like I've seen that a lot recently 
and I'm I'm certainly not saying that to say that that Ryan you know lifted it off something. It just it feels. I I I I think that. I, we're full spoilers, right? We're just yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh, so it's revealed that Arthur, right? His name Arthur. Mm-hmm. Arthur, Arthur uh, uh, Proctor, right? Proctor, thank you. Uh, is a child molester, and he he got his hands on Henry Henry, and that's why uh, Henry's whole life was surrounded by Arthur Proctor, and he was part of the family and. It it felt really real, and I definitely do understand that the choice to uh, make it that, uh, but I don't know. I, maybe maybe for me, it's just down to the personal choice. I don't know if I would have done it. Uh, but yeah, that uh, just that twist. It doesn't. I don't like it. Yeah, I I agree, but for different reasons. I think <clears throat> I I overall I I enjoyed the issue, and I'm definitely like still on for the ride for volume two. I I've really enjoyed yeah. Fearscape yeah. in general. Um, and I I really like the uh I, I I'm 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 still invested overall, but that that turn for me also didn't work. Because I felt, um, I felt like it undermined a lot of the things that I liked about the characterization of Henry Henry throughout the story. Um, I think that when when Ryan presented the th- the threads that he had laid to show us, uh, or to tease us, I guess about Arthur's abuse, um, I it kind of I agree with Kale that it felt real and it made sense, but. I didn't, I guess I didn't want, I didn't want Henry to be redeemed in any way. You know, I, I liked the characterization of him as, um, like what we've discussed of just like of him being a scumbag and like a, a fucking snake oil salesman. And like, I, I wanted to see the natural conclusion of that in a way that you know, saw it to the bitter end, not that, like, humanized him and explained him. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean, I think. I think it gets it its own way. I think I think it was probably, I, I think he probably, I think Ryan probably spent a lot of time on this, and it probably went through several drafts, and I think that turn was, like, kind of edgy for the sake of being edgy, so that you would sympathize with an otherwise completely unsympath- uh, un- un- unsympathetic character, and... I just kind of left left it being like, all right, I guess that's it. But I, I mean, I don't think he's redeemed because he transforms into the greatest of all fears, which in and of itself is a villain in the grand scheme of things with regards to this whole realm. And he he turns on them and attacks. He's represented as still like the bad guy in the scenario. Well, I don't think it's that he's redeemed as much as it is that he's humanized, right? Yes. And it's like, I didn't want him to be humanized. I don't want to feel bad for him. I don't want to see him as a victim um, because the whole – I think the appeal of him for me as as um, a character was because he was so – and is so repugnant, you know? And like – and I don't want to – I don't want to feel for him. You know, I was more interested in continuing to ride the ride of – 
how gross his behavior is and, and why is he such a nasty, petulant person? And I, I guess we got the answer, but I, I guess I, – I don't know. I, I guess I feel like it, it was too much. I suspect that this series was supposed to last longer and that this reveal would have been something that would have happened uh, at a later point than this. Um, and I think things had to be accelerated because of that fact. That is completely speculation based on what I saw on Twitter and my own musings. Well, no, d- didn't wasn't this originally uh, out of seven issues? You might be right. You 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 might even be right about that. Um, I'm gonna even see if, if I can find that out here it, while we wrap. But uh, even if it is seven issues, that's still two more. That's two issues gone. That's a lot. I just I just know that when I personally interviewed him, he said that he didn't know how long it would be, but that there wasn't there wasn't an idea of exactly where it would end in terms of issue count. Um and I feel like five issues doesn't reflect that type of answer. But that being said, I really, really enjoyed this issue. Uh, I understand where you guys are coming from, but I think in in, in reality, uh, when a person is, you know, a scumbag or a bad person or whatever, you know, oftentimes we want to look at what a person does and make that who they are. And that's not, a true representation of an individual. It's a representation of an individual as you see them. This entire book has been about perspective. We see things from the perspective of Henry Henry, who is a liar and obfuscates the truth. He deliberately puts word balloons over characters' faces so we can't see them. Even in this issue, you know, when he slaps, um, I can't remember her name, uh, the, the daughter of, of Arthur. I, I can't I can't recall her name. Um, it's it's the panel is in such a way where it's like it's not the slap. It's like the aftermath. You don't exactly see what he did. Like that's that's been a, a theme throughout the entire book. And what we get because he is hiding from us. What we get here is not a moment for redemption or humanization so much as it's a moment to present truth. It's a moment to present the truth of a character who's been hiding himself from us and him for the prior five issues. And that is a real representation of humanity because humanity is more than what we get to see of a person. It's the totality of a person. And because of that, we get, you don't have to like him. And I don't think you're supposed to, I think you're just supposed to see what makes him this. This monster that he clearly, he's willing to kill a baby. He's a monster. And he's literally a monster at the end of the issue. Right. What makes him this is something extremely human. You know, this whole fantastic world we've been living in, the fearscape, everything. The fearscape is his own life. He's been living in the fearscape because of what was done to him. And that is an excuse what he did. It doesn't justify it. 
and it doesn't make him any less of a monster. But I was hoping to know why he's like this, and I got my answer, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's interesting because I don't think it makes me like like him. It it makes me empathize with him, I guess, on some level, right? Of or, or not empathize, sympathize. Um, that like I feel sorry that that happened to him, and that's why he is this person, right? Like maybe he could have been somebody else, you know. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like obviously, it wasn't a big enough problem for me that it it's it's taken me out of the series by any stretch of the imagination. You know, um, but yeah, that it, it, it was the one sticking point that I that I really have had in this entire journey so far. You know, but yeah. I, I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah, like like I said, like I I I do I do really think that that Ryan really he does flesh out that whole thing and like the choices he makes they do. They do work. It doesn't feel cheap. Yeah, like, it's not like yeah. I don't like yeah. it because it feels like it was done. Like, I totally disagree with what Phil said, that it was, like, done to be edgy. Like, I feel like it. it is something that was laid there subtextually. We just didn't pick up on it. And Yeah. Um, it's, no, uh, it's no heroes in crisis, for sure. Right. Um, yeah, far from it. So... Yeah, I mean that that choice aside, um, I think we've talked about that enough. Like, I I did enjoy the issue overall, and I'm interested in um in what like what is the next step from here? Like, I'm 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 kind of not because sh- this feels like it really wrapped up a lot of the threads that we had established, you know. So I I kind of am interested in what you guys are thinking volume two looks like i i mean it's gonna it'll have a lot to do with the baby for sure the new uh the new muse like this this cycle isn't finished i would rather not get a volume two not because i don't want more of the book or because i don't think it was good or anything i really loved it uh i just don't feel like there's more I mean I'm sure that Ryan has ideas and I'm sure they're fine ideas I just think that the story of Henry Henry is told and that was for me the biggest reason to read this so if and and if you bring him back what more can you do redeem him further like like the only thing you can no, do probably now probably the opposite right sorry probably the opposite right like don't redeem him more like a let him become a true villain you just understand him better yeah, theoretically you could do that, but even then, it's like we saw we saw him that way. What is the need? I, I don't know. For me, yeah, I'm cool with where they left it. I agree with you, actually. I mean, like if if this was it, I definitely would feel satisfied. Um, but I I I'm interested in in seeing what what is next because he has other plans, you know, and like I don't know, like um. There are still some interesting pieces on the board. I don't need to know more, but I'm happy to. So, what what do you guys think was up with Jill not wanting to give up the baby? Like, what was what was going on with that? She had the arts bat thing in her bag, and she was like, you know, I'm not trying to give up this baby. And they're like, but we have to. We have to continue the legacy. She's like, legacy, you know. And, and it's you know, she looks back at the picture of of her dad, who's this child molester. Um, 
that part I got. That like her looking at that signifies the legacy. Look at look at what the legacy is. But why yeah. doesn't she want to give up the kid? And why specifically show us the panel of the arts um, book? What was that? I I I was kind of thinking that it might mean that she wants to break the cycle by trying to raise the muse and see like because he was talking about like oh like we need to you know like honor the legacy and like you know. Conti- like continue the legacy of your species' greatest minds, you know. And I'm wondering if she's thinking that the muse could be better than that. I think I do think that's part of it, and I think that's why she refuses. Uh, but I think I think it's after that there that there are kind of two sort of possibilities. I think the. Um, the the panel with the art book sort of says to me that and given just the tone of the rest of the book that maybe she's using yep. the muse for mm-hmm. you know less than uh great reasons that was my thinking uh but i would also i would also argue to uh the point of breaking the cycle you know uh almost uh, and I could be wrong here. Almost all of the uh, characters we we saw in the Fearscape were male. I think, except for the Muse. I think the Muse was a woman. The Muse was, was a woman. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I wonder. I wonder if there's an an element of like gender there uh, that she's like, uh, let's you know, let's bring this kid to be raised by. Uh, women in a real world, you know, scenario where they can grow up and be a, a normal thing, right? Like she's letting her, she's freeing her from what is essentially the bondage of having to live out this same thing over and over and over again. Let's let's break the cycle. Let's try something different. I like that. That's that's very cool. So I think that's going to do it here for our review of Fearscape, unless anyone else has any, anything else to add. Oh, actually, uh, to, to add to that last point about breaking the cycle, uh, Kale looking at that art at where she looks at the art and then he says legacy and she looks back at the, at the picture, that might be a, a call of like, no, to not fall under the same sort of trappings rather than try to use it for her same for the advantage. I think it works. I think it works both ways. Yeah. yeah. I man, uh, I, I I would just like to talk about the art for sure, a second. Sure, sure, sure. Um, just consistently, I love the hero. Yeah, that is one. That is one character to me that is just like design wise is fascinating. Yep, super cool. And In overall, fact, like the coloring, the 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 inking, I love like the the cover also. It was all just popping off, man. <laughs> yeah, pop pop off. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, pop up. Um, I, I I think the biggest thing for me with the art throughout the entire series has been the thing that Sean called out is how it plays with the writing and how like they they play off each other to um to often like keep details from us or to like present um things uniquely from Henry's perspective in a way that we don't like like, I feel like often the camera in comics is, like, very much from the perspective that, like, you, the reader, is, like, you know, like, an omnipresent 
kind of like figure watching yeah. things play out. And it's cool that both the dialogue and the art in this book make use of the medium in a way that's pretty unique to kind of like, um, you know, play with how they drip feed you information over time. And I, I, I just think that like we've given a lot of praise to Ryan for how that's written, but the the art is carrying just as much weight and I think achieving that. And that's what really makes the book uh, stand out, I think. Yeah, I, I think this this book has had incredibly consistently great artwork across the board on everybody's part. And that's not super common. I mean, we never said a bad word about the art, I, I don't think. It's super consistent, too. Like, every issue's been solid. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't... Yeah. There hasn't been... It's been nothing but praise uh, in that in that regard, I think. So... I, and um, I, I also think that um, Andrea Moody was, was very uniquely positioned to work on this book because he's able to bring out both styles, like both worlds, very, very effectively. And they look good together. He, he His style lends itself well to being able to showcase both the magical and fantasy elements and the very very human elements and i i'm i just i think that this particular artist is going to uh be around a lot more i I really do i do too and i I think specifically his style goes it goes so well with the tone of the book It, it reminds me a lot of that kind of um like 80s era like british invasion comic stuff where there's like a lot of the like horror elements were like kind of bleeding into some of the more mainstream stuff and like i feel like it it kind of lives in that space a little bit and i just feel like it's a it's a really good a good marriage of creators on this book and yeah i mean like you know despite like a few I, minor complaints, I guess, in terms of execution. Like, I, I really do think that this this book's been a treat, and I've really enjoyed reading it. And uh, I, um, I'm excited to see more from all these creators. All right, so that will officially do it for our review of both these books. If you have been following them and you agree or disagree with us, feel free to let us know. Uh, specifically, again, you know, with Heroes in Crisis, I am dying to hear a different take. Tyler, I know you like this book. Do you still like it? please let me know uh you can get us on podcast hosting platforms we are the comics pals uh on social media you can get us at the comics pals and you can write to us at the comics pals at gmail.com make sure that you head over and listen to our proper episode where we review avengers endgame even if you haven't seen the movie yet we do have a spoiler free section for you guys to check out so do go listen to that and uh as always Come back next week. We've got even more to talk about with Avengers um, and all kinds of stuff that happens in the comic book world. So, with that, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care.